On this very spicy episode of Plus Club for June, we'll be discussing Operation Tango, Star Wars Squadrons, and Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. But before we do that, uh, first off, if you're on the West Coast like I am, and it's like currently around 100 degrees, let's get to up to 108. That's 42 degrees Celsius, I believe, for our not United States uh, community members. Um, make sure to stay hydrated. It's going to be a hot one. So make sure to uh, check out our Discord, link down below. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, or the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel for the liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing. If you're brand new, and play Minecraft. We're going to talk about that later this week, early next week, technically. All right, let's talk about the PlayStation Plus games. What's going on, guys, and welcome to Plus Club for June. My name's Seth, and joining me, of course, on this spicy-ass day is Chevy. How are you doing? Warm. Warm? That <laughs> oh, makes yeah, sense. Otherwise, I'm good. So. For anyone wondering, this is a... Uh, I guess I could just take it off. It's distracting. This is a fucking a, a cooling heating pad, and uh, it was a lot more comfortable about five seconds ago <laughs> with that on my head. But... Um, but yeah, so today we're going to be discussing Operation Tango, Virtua Fighter 5, Ultimate Showdown, and Star Wars Squadrons. I feel like we should probably... You played all three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I got a little worried because you were waiting on that. Squadrons, with that, let's jump into Star Wars Squadrons. Okay. Um, if you didn't get a chance to play Star Wars Squadrons, it is an attempt at a almost reboot of the space dogfight uh, genre. Uh, in it, you play as your own... Uh, pilot that you have some saying how they uh, you, you give them a name and do you and pick how they look? I've, you pick from a, a, a collection of faces. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember because I played at the beginning of the month. Um, and yeah, you hop in a, a Star Wars space vehicle and you fly around and you shoot shit. Whether you do that in um, the training thing, like, there's a campaign. Is there a campaign in that? I played the campaign a little bit. People were like, you didn't play it. I did play it, I swear. Um, yeah, you play the campaign or you can play online against people in which you fly around and shoot shit in space. We both played it, allegedly. Um, and yeah, what are your impressions of Star Wars Squadrons? Um, so I didn't do any of the multiplayer. So I can't I can't even talk about that part. Uh-oh. Um, I played a little bit of the campaign uh, and very little bit because uh, I played it last night in preparation to do this show. So... Um, so you just your hype level for that game was fucking minimal. Yeah, I mean, and I'll kind of get into that here in a minute. But um, so uh, first thing I, no- I noticed when I started the game was um, they're definitely very very focused on the story element of the game, which um, I actually do kind of appreciate. Um, I think it's weird that you can skip cutscenes later, but in the beginning you can't. Mm-hmm. Not that I did, but I, I did notice. Uh, because I wasn't sure the beginning was actually going to be like story. I thought it was just like splash screens or whatever. So trying to get past them, I was like, why can't I skip these? And I realized story was happening. I was like, oh, okay. And then later I had like clicked a button or whatever. And it's like, hit you know, square, triangle, whatever to skip. And I was like, weird. Why is this here? And wasn't there earlier. So, um, but that being said, I, I did go through, um, it was just the first two missions because I wanted to get a feel for the game. Um, the game alternates between both factions. So you bounce back and forth to get uh, multiple perspectives of the story as it's being told. 
and takes place uh, shortly after Alderaan is destroyed. Mm-hmm. So um, I forgot to do this. And uh, so I, I think I should start with saying I don't really have a, a huge affinity for Star Wars. So um, that aspect of the game is not actually super um, drawing to me. I was actually more so interested in the aspect of playing like a like a space like uh, dogfight type game because I, I knew that's what it was. Um, but I've never enjoyed playing these on controller, and that was my hesitation. I always enjoy playing them better with either a like keyboard and mouse or, or something like that. So um, it plays like a simpler version of Elite Dangerous on keyboard and mouse. That's where I originally played it was PC. Mm, okay. and I didn't think it felt great. Okay. Well, I actually think it feels better on a controller. Uh, the one thing I had to get used to was, um, because I don't play a lot of these type of games, is getting used to the left stick being your throttle and your spinning and... Uh, I'm sure there's a technical term for that. And then uh, the right stick being your up, down, left, and right movement. So, Yeah, I changed that instantly. There's uh, in the controls like three presets, and the second one's the one I went with. Because mm-hmm. the first one feels like shit. That one feels like for uh, somebody who's not looking for like a flight game, but just a game that you're going to look at people and shoot at them because like it's like to go up, you press up, and to go down, you press down. There's no like pull back to go up, which I can't stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I play I any flight game, I fucking hate pushing up to fly up. I probably should have checked it because the only th- the only big complaint I really had because I actually didn't mind like playing it more, just like a essentially like a shooter mm-hmm. uh, than a flight sim was. Um, I almost wish the throttle and spinning would have been on the right stick and yeah. the movement would have been on the left. Um, and if that's in there, I mean, that's my you know ignorance for not checking that. But um, I mean, I forgot there was a story mode in the game, so <laughs> I think you're you're fine. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's not something I might really hold it against. It. The control, it, the fact that it has multiple control schemes is a good thing. So, um, so yeah, playing it, uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that you have, uh, depending on what ship you're in, you have different modes, like you know, uh, focusing more on engine power or shield power or weapon power. Um, I don't remember the Tie Fighter having a shield one. I think that was just the X-wing. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think, but I think it was just weapons and speed on the TIE fighter. But I think that is also has to do with the fact of the type of ship they are, where they're meant to be fast and plentiful with firepower versus the X-Wing is more of a, uh, it can do all that stuff, but it's also more of a defensive uh, craft as well. But uh, storyline wise, it was okay. The voice acting was actually pretty decent. Um, the problem is I don't really have like an attachment to it, like I said, so it, it wasn't doing a lot for me in that regard. So to me, it was just kind of a very plain story as it went along. Um, so no excitement, no disappointment. It, it existed. It did what it needed to do to get you into the game and play. Um, I think my biggest complaint with the game is that it is very bare bones. There's, there's really not a lot outside of flying and shooting. Um, and I think that's kind of weird uh, for me, just because there are other options out there like Elite Dangerous, stuff like that, where you can purchase new ships, upgrades, stuff like that. And I do know that this has some of that stuff, but I imagine because they're locked into the Star Wars brand, there's only so much they're allowed to do. Um, so overall, I had a pretty okay experience, but uh, yeah, I don't have any strong feelings one way or another, to be honest. So Fair. I mean, you have a better opinion on it than I do. Um, so 
played this one it came out just so you guys know um on pc uh, i was pretty excited about it the idea of getting a game like this uh when we haven't had one in a long time uh you know star wars space dog fighting game um they don't really make them anymore so that they were doing that kind of blew my mind um then the game came out i played it and i practically as soon as that game even uh booted up news came out that they're like this game's not gonna get support they're done it's over and i'm like that's fucking crazy like like as soon as the game came out there's like yeah we're not um we're not gonna support this game at all you know, they have no intentions of even supporting it. The people who worked on it moved on to a new project, like, instantly. So, before even really playing and trying to get into it, I, I already knew that I was kind of playing, like, a dead game, or eventually a dead game. So, anyway, um, that's worth mentioning. Playing it, um, I think it looks nice, graphically. Um, you know, it's got the budget. It's got a, a, a AAA dev that worked on it. Um... But just to be transparent, I'm not a fan of Disney Star Wars at all. At all. Um, huge fan of old Star Wars, OG Star Wars. So that might be a bias going into this game. But um, the story wasn't interesting to me at all. I tried playing it. I was bored the whole fucking time. Um, and in a game where you just kind of fly around shooting shit, didn't really offer much to me. There wasn't a whole lot of depth to it. Um, you kind of mentioned that you, you found the um, cycling through modes interesting. I thought it was actually kind of just annoying because um, it felt like a simplistic version of something like an Elite Dangerous where you actually have to uh, change things around to make sure you're um, using, you know, a good amount of, like, you know, energy or, you know, shields or whatever. Um, it felt like almost like a rock, paper, scissors system, which I'm almost never a fan of in games. Um, anytime there's a system where it's like, if this person's doing this, you better do that. Like in a simplistic level, I'm not into it. Um, so I wasn't a fan of that. Um, and the design of the campaign levels felt uninspired, um, in my opinion. So overall, when I tried to play the campaign, I was very bored. Um, played online. There is potential there. But again, reminding everybody, there is no support planned for this game. Unless they change their mind, which has happened. There's been a lot of games that uh, people fucking even three years later go wait people are still playing that let's keep working on that so i'm not saying it's impossible this is gonna you know ever get support but they don't plan on it they're already working on something else um but uh you know playing the multiplayer instantly kind of know like this is it this is all there is there's a couple maps none of them are that great the modes are pretty straightforward um and it just the whole thing feels kind of hollow it feels like a test it's like let's see if people want this and um, I think people did, but then it's kind of a weird slap in the face where you go, hey, do you want this? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're not going to do anything with that. Maybe we'll come back. Um, so in all my experience with it, was pretty minimal. Um, there was there was nothing um, really to note. It's a, it's a decent looking game. Um, it's competent in what it does, but there's much better games out there for it. Uh, they're not as bare bones. Um it's got multiplayer, but it's not that great. Um, the campaign is, you know, it feels like a lot of campaigns and games like this where they just, like, built it for multiplayer and they're like, let's just slap on a fucking campaign. Um, although it is a little more substantial than I thought it'd be. Um, yeah, overall, not really impressed and not super stoked on its existence just because, like, it's it's not going anywhere. It came out. It did its thing. 
did it okay. It kind of feels like, the best way I can put it, it kind of feels like when Capcom dabbles with online Resident Evil games. Mm. This kind of put out a multiplayer thing, and that's fucking it. And you try it for a week, and then you're done. That's what this uh, whole game felt like um, when I originally played it and when I came back to it this month. Um, I played it earlier this month just to kind of revisit, see what they did. Nothing's changed, of course. And uh, I uninstalled it pretty quickly. So that's where I stand with Star Wars Squadrons. Let's jump into recommendations, unless you have anything else to say. Mm-mm. Um I would recommend this to Star Wars fans, regardless of if you're an OG Star Wars fan like me, a new school fan of Star Wars, or if you like it all. Um, You know, it's got X-Wings. If you like X-Wings, it's in it. You get to fly one. Very cool. TIE Fighters. If you love TIE Fighters like me, it's very cool. It's cool to sit in the cockpit of it. Um, If you you like Star Wars lore, but you're not, like, super into it where you're going to fight with people online about it, um, you'll probably enjoy the, the, the campaign. Um, if you're looking for a kind of shallow, um, um, like online experience of dogfighting, oh, I guess shallow is a better way to put it because fucking that makes it sound negative. If you, if you want a more casual, uh, dogfight experience, like you're kind of hesitant to play Elite Dangerous or something like that, this might be for you. Um, anything you want to add to that? Um, yeah, it's hard. It's it's such it's it's pretty specific. It's specific, yeah. If you if you like dogfight games in space, this is for you. But I don't think people who want something more substantial are going to be into it. Yeah. Um, so if you like Star Wars, you like fucking. I mean, I don't know how long the campaign is. I don't imagine it's super long, though. So, I mean, if you're looking to just kind of play through a game story as well, um, but you don't have a lot of time, maybe that's a good suggestion as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that, though, I, I really don't know. Who I mean, it is what it is. It is yeah. a Star Wars game, and it's about dogfighting. Like, that's what it you is. You fly around, so. you shoot people, that's it. And and so, I mean, really, if that sounds appealing, doing that in Star Wars Universe, but not getting, like, a robust experience in that, mm-hmm. something just kind of like you can do and then hop in, hop out, it's pretty much exactly what this game is. Um be very hard for me to recommend this to somebody looking for an FPS, looking for an RPG, looking for some kind of deep, I'm going to live in space fucking sim experience like Elite Dangerous or fucking, um, oh no, what's the big one? Uh, Star Citizen. Star Citizen. If you're, if you're into those kind of games, this game's not going to do anything for you really unless you just appreciate another space flight I game. I just want another space game, yeah. Yeah, that's Star Wars. I can appreciate that, but really I don't think there's much here for anybody who's really looking for the next big space game, they're still working on those games and still putting out stuff for those games. So stick with those and maybe, or maybe wait for another person to work on a new one. Yeah. Uh, jump into grades. Unless you have anything else. Mm-mm. I'm going to give this a C plus. Um, <laughs> uh, because it is a competent game. Uh, you know, I'd give it a C for just passing, but it's it's more than that. It looks good. I'm glad they even made it. I'm glad somebody tried to make a game like this nowadays. And, it, you know, people people kind of wanted to play it. Some people were excited to play it. Just like um, Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, I can't believe people are playing that. I'm like, me neither, honestly. But that's great because games like that don't really exist anymore. And that just kind of gives it. Um, Blown away at the amount of people who just want to fly, man. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I have to give it some pluses for giving you this experience that I don't think they, they typically would have done. But it's hard for me to go beyond a C plus because I didn't love the experience. I didn't think it was that great. Um, I thought it did feel kind of shallow, although tight and, and made well. Um, and no plans for support in the future for a game that's, you know, a small campaign and multiplayer. Um, I, you know, I, I can't, I can't give it too high for that. So it's, it's fine. It's fine. But you're not gonna, you're not gonna be thinking about this. You're not gonna be like, not at home and just going, I want to go home and play fucking Star Wars Squadrons. I mean, maybe somebody is and that's cool, but I think mass majority of people are not going to be like that. So it's hard for me to really go any higher than C plus. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole time we've been doing this, I was thinking C plus as well. Um, I think the game's fine. Um, but I don't think it's amazing in any way. Um, I don't think it offers a lot, but what it does offer, um, it actually, I, I think I have zero complaints in that regard. Um, the game works, which is great. Um, you know, and everything that I feel like it was trying to tell me what it does, it, it did the way exactly they told me it was going to do it. So, um, I don't feel like I was lied to or anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a very cut and dry experience with it. So, um, I don't, I, I'd go higher if it had uh, honestly more of an appeal for me. Um, or it felt like it was a little, little more complex. Not every game has to be like crazy complex, but I really feel this game is really simple. It so. does. It doesn't even have to be complex. It, it just needs more content. It needs more things to be invested in. Yeah. It's, it's throwaway. Like you go in, you do some shit and then you, you're done with it. Um, there's not really a whole lot to invest time to get things or to work towards or to, you know, really get the full experience. You can get the full experience of this game pretty quickly. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to, cause yeah, I would probably go B range. I mean, it's got the quality. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of a empty shell of a game. Well, they were, they were, uh, they had fun with the cutscenes. It seems like where they kind of gave it like that, uh, almost like world warty world warty worry vibe. Uh, where uh, there'd be silhouettes and like the the stuff would transition from the silhouettes um, when it was switching scenes and stuff like that. So I mean, like uh, you could definitely tell they they tried uh, in the things they decided to put in the game. Mm -hmm. So there's just not a lot of those things. So yeah, from what I played of the campaign, it wasn't it wasn't that great, but it was the effort was more than I thought they'd put into it. It's just 100%. it's just not for me. It's not. Wasn't interesting. Yeah, really. Honestly, I have to emphasize. I actually don't have any complaints. It's just, um, it's, it's not enough. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard to. The game did come out for like, I think like thirty dollars though. I mean, it I wasn't think a full that's pretty fair. To be Thirty or forty bucks. It wasn't a full price game. So. Yeah. Yeah. C plus. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair grade. So. Yeah. All right, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Star Wars Squadrons. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you somewhere in between? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? And what would you grade it? Let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Other game, one of the other games we played was Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. If you didn't get a chance to play Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown, it is a fighting game. It is the fifth of the fighting game Virtua Fighter. If you don't know what that is, because maybe you're younger, or maybe you didn't play them back in the day. There was, back in the day when you had Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, Sega had Virtua Fighter. Mm. And it kind of did okay, but then it just kind of faded. And for some reason, they've been popping up every once in a while, but they never hook. Um, so Virtua Fighter is kind of a weird series. But in it, you 
pick characters, you fight each other. It is a um, 2D perspective 3D fighter that uh, emphasizes ring outs, which is something that not all fighters do, and it's typically something I like in a lot of fighting games. I like the idea of just knocking somebody out of the ring. I'd like to see more people try that. Um, and yeah, we both played it. I'll go first on my impressions. I played this for about two hours, and I installed it. Um, which there, there might be a theme here this month. Um, th this is Virtua Fighter 5. Um, it's cleaned up, it looks better graphically, but nothing too crazy. Um, I'm not really expecting anything like insane looking. It's Virtua Fighter, but like, I don't know, it wasn't super impressive, but it's cool they did it. Um, my biggest thing with this game is. I've always kind of appreciated Virtua Fighter as a, oh, it's here, I'll play a real quick game. But it's not a go-to fighting game for me. It's not something that I would go out of my way to play, like Soul Calibur, Tekken, Guilty Gear, Blaz Blue, uh, or Blaze Blue, um, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, th those are more my speed of fighting games. And this is more similar to like Street Fighter, but more simplistic. There's like two buttons, which is really weird. Um, I was hitting like all the buttons on the controller and I noticed there's like two buttons on the triangle circle X and square that punch. And I was like, are those different punches? I looked in the options and they're the same punch. And I was like, holy shit, this game is fucking, this is a classic game. That's what's going on here. This is a classic <laughs> game. And, uh, and so I, I, I played for a little bit. I went through and fought people and fucking did a couple of the whatever they're called in this but they're essentially like the tournament bracket we just go through like any fighting game and beat 10 people the, and the you're typical done with single player. The, yeah that kind of thing and uh played some of the characters i remember and had an okay time but i quickly realized that i was kind of revisiting an old friend from my childhood and uh they didn't grow up that great and not that impressive anymore so it was um it was okay. It was kind of cool to check it out, but I can live the rest of my life not really thinking about this game ever again. With that said, I'd love to see a Virtua Fighter 6. Like a modern-made Virtua Fighter game that has all these characters that but, you know, actually is built from the ground up to be on the modern consoles that emphasizes the ring outs, all that shit. I think it'd be cool. Maybe make the combat a little more complicated, but that's kind of the the balance of having a fighting game is you can't be every other fighting game. You have to be what you do best. Otherwise you don't stick out. So, you know, don't deviate too much from what you do, but, um, but yeah, do something to make the combat a little more interesting. Cause it's, it's very simple. Like when I'm playing it, I'm like, I'd rather be playing Tekken right now. Tekken is a much, much more substantial, uh, 2d perspective fighting game, um, with a combat system. That's very technical. Um, I fucking love it. Virtua Fighter 5, very simplistic, but uh, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool to revisit. Um, nothing to note, and this has always been the case for Virtua Fighter, but it comes from an era where um, most fighting games did this, but it's out now, is the characters are all super generic looking. Mm. They're all very generic looking, and they were back in the day, and they still are now, but... Um, back in the day, it, it made more sense because everybody was trying to get in on the fighting game craze. They've had time to craft these characters into something. I mean, like I look at most of these characters, I'm like, that's blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. That's blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. That's blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. That's that dude from Street Fighter. That's that guy from Tekken. That's that guy from fucking Dead or Alive. Um, and even though, you know, DOA came out after 
Virtua Fighter, these people all took these archetypes and 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 made them their own, crafted them into something. Virtua Fighter has not done that. Um, and if you're a Virtua Fighter fan, maybe you think it has, you know, to each their own, or let me know why you think in the comments, and we can discuss that. But um, yeah, I think the characters in Virtua Fighter are so generic, it's insane. It's like walking to like a dollar store. Um, so combat's whatever, it's fine, it works. Um, I'd like to see a new one and advance that and visually everything is okay looking and the characters are generic looking so it's it's an okay experience it, was, it wasn't bad i don't really have complaints it's just same thing with squadrons meh like it was okay i'm not upset i played it yeah so this is gonna be a lot of the same so i'm gonna try to keep it kind of short to be honest yeah. um it was fun to revisit um i was looking forward to revisiting it and i'm glad i did um it was very nostalgic uh, they did a good job cleaning it up. Uh, but like you said, age wise, it didn't age well. And I, I do think the main problem as much as like the, the very generic looking characters, um, is a little disappointing, um, that, you know, something they could fix pretty easily. Um, the, the biggest problem is fundamentally that you have two buttons that do everything in the whole game and uh fighting games have evolved a lot since oh, yeah. this series has uh essentially died off even fighting games that were more complex back in the day or maybe came later have evolved mm-hmm. the ones that are all still around they've evolved to something whereas virtual fighter this felt like i was playing not even virtual fighter 5 the original but like the original sega virtual fighter except for better graphics yeah you know it was time traveling for sure yeah it was weird um and like you said, I don't have any complaints. They actually did a really good job, like cleaning up the game, and 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 because um, it's not a, like a remake; it's a remaster. Yeah. Um, and they did a good job in that regard. Um, what I think this series needs, and what the what I got from this, um, is I think it just needs. A, I don't necessarily think it needs a six. I think it just needs a reboot. Um, try to keep some of that identity, but maybe start over. Give you an excuse to experiment um, outside of making it a sequel, because I know. When you do sequel stuff, there's more expectations than if you go, we're kind of, we're starting over. Honestly, if they're going to do a reboot, I think they should do a spiritual successor to Virtua Fighter called something else. Sure. Because the Virtua Fighter uh, name is built off of the idea of having a 3D fighter at a time that that didn't exist. Yeah. It was a selling point. That's how generic Virtua Fighter kind of is. At the time, it was impressive. But the shtick of what made Virtua Fighter even worth looking at doesn't matter anymore yeah exactly. it hasn't mattered for fucking ever um one thing I, I, I do want to give it credit for um and i've only really seen it and i think in dead or alive is some of the characters had some pretty unique uh, martial arts styles that even now aren't in a lot of games um a good example is the the kid i say kid uh who uses mantis style for example that's pretty uncommon in a lot of games um except for in doa and dead or alive yeah Tekken. Tekken probably, but Tekken has everything. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Tekken and DOA have really good rosters yeah. of martial arts. Um, and I really appreciate that um, aspect because it is very unique. Um, it's also one of the games that, that had, like Dead or Alive, <laughs> um, Drunken Style. Dead or Alive is just the better Virtua Fighter. Sure. Uh, I could agree with that without the ring outs. Oh, no, it has. No, you can knock people out of the out of the uh, the and in, stage and into, another, into new stages. New stages, right? Right. It's got that system. Um, Ring outs would be fucking crazy in soul, DOA because you caliber. because in DOA you go bam and they go fucking whoosh, across the fucking map. And so if you would ring them out, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd be ringing out people left and right. Right, right, right. I'm thinking uh, Soul Caliber is the one that has yeah. ringouts. So um, I think caliber. I think they should just go hard on the 
the ring out part because that is kind of the identity. And if they are going to do a spiritual successor, I would even say in the title, maybe give it a name and say um, a virtue fighter, you know, game or whatever as like a sub thing just to, to uh, connect it in some way. But it doesn't have to necessarily be the same game series. I'm not a mark. I don't even think they need to say that. If Sega just came out with a new fighting game and you were interested enough to look it up, in the video where they're like, this is our new game, it's kind of a spiritual successor to Virtua Fighter. It's about as far as you have to go with it. You don't have to have that name. Virtua Fighter doesn't mean anything to anyone younger than us. That name Virtua, Virtua, fucking virtual, no one gives a fuck about that now. I am. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, outside of that... um, Similar to the last game we we talked about, um, it's very bare bones in every way. Uh, there's not a lot of like uh, costume options, not a lot of combat options, and you know it just it needs more um, in a time where there is options that provide more. So, um, like you said, no complaints, but uh, it's fine. It's like Sony this month was like, you know, it's summer. YouTube views are down. People are outside. They're fucking building tree forts and frolicking through tr- the fucking grass and stuff. We'll just we'll throw out some fucking some basic games. We're gonna hit them with the 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 bare bone games because no one no one's gonna be home to play this shit anyway. Yeah. So this month's just kind of like whatever because they know no one's gonna be playing these games because YouTube views are fucking down for everybody like crazy. It's goddamn 108 degrees on the West Coast. So people are like, I'm going to go out and burn to death. Um, <laughs> uh, In a state where it's almost never over 100. So. Yeah, that's why it's... I mean, luckily, we just absorb fucking liquid all year round. So we're printing sponges, and this dries us out. It's our yearly dry out. <laughs> it's a thing around here. Um, anything else you want to say on it? No. Nah. Let's, uh, let's, let's recommend it. I mean, I think if you're in fighting games, you pretty much have to try it. Or you probably have tried it, but if yeah. you haven't, you should try it. Um, you played Yakuza, you probably played it. Yeah. The the non-new <laughs> looking version. Um, I would also say, uh, you know, it was a PlayStation Plus game. So, I mean, it was a fighting game you got to just get, and it is plenty serviceable in that regard. Um, it has online and all that stuff. I didn't try it. I'm not competitive, so I don't know what type of multiplayer it has. I know that is a thing because of latency issues that can make fighting games miserable if they don't use certain systems. They're unfucking playable if there's latency, dude. Yeah. Like this, is, I still to this day don't play fighting games online because I'm worried. Like last time I tried, it was like I think um, I think most have fixed that. But yeah. Soul Caliber Five or some shit. And there's just like every other dude I was fighting was just some fucking clown-looking character that was rainbow colored half naked and there's lagging all over the place you don't know what the term- I'd, I'd still beat him fucking 50 percent of the time i don't know what the terminology is called for what they use now but it's essentially like a predictive system where it's um you're both playing and it's it is taking your moves over but anytime like there's a hiccup it, it guesses so that there's no latency thing I played one game that slowed shit down if latency happened yeah. To let people catch up to what was happening. I don't think they do that anymore. I forgot what well, wasn't it anymore. It was fairly recently. I don't think they all have the same thing going on, but uh, hopefully they do. I'll anyway, I, I'll have to play it to know. I, yeah. I can hear all day people saying shit. I don't. I'd have to experience it. Yeah. I just know um, 
when I watch people talk about fighting games, they, there's like a specific system like it needs to have this or it's unplayable. So sure, if it's if it's as amazing as you're saying, fucking then um, I would agree. It needs to have that because, like I said, they're fucking un- unplayable. Otherwise, I hate it. Yeah. So I can't. I don't know what system this game has. So um, hopefully the good one. And then yeah, if if you're from our era. And you just want to trip down memory lane. Um, it's worth trying out. I like. I didn't hate my time, but it did remind me of how far fighting games have come. So, if you're a time traveler from our era, um, yeah, it's a fighting game. I don't know. Like if you're it's if a you, fighting game. if you want to play a fighting game, uh, possibly they played back in the day, and you want to revisit it, or you want to play a fighting game that you've never heard of, and never played, and you want to check it out. I'd recommend to you. Other than that, if you're looking for like a new fighting game to get competitive in, I don't know if this is going to do it for you. It might, and if it does, great, but I don't see it. I There's so much better options out there, so I would loosely recommend it to anyone who's even interested in a fighting game that they want to revisit or play because they never played before. Other than that, everybody has come a long way, and it has not kept up with them. Uh, DOA is a far superior game. Tekken is a far superior game than Virtua Fighter, but it was cool to revisit it. So that's what I recommend too. I'm dude. This episode, and it might be the heat too. Fucking bare bones games. It's hard to recommend them, but they're like specific games. You have a fucking Star Wars space fighter game, and then a fighting game. Mm. So those are for specific people. Um, same thing. Operation Tango. It's for specific people, mainly people who have PS5s. But we're going to talk about that in a sec. Um, grade it. Probably give it a C plus. It's it's okay. It does what it needs to do. It's a little uh, a little bit past C for me, just because um, I do think there is a little bit of enjoyment there, but it's very short lived. So I'm gonna give it a whew, I'm gonna give it a C minus. Um, it's cool to revisit it for the nostalgia factor, but outside of that, it's not really a game. The C minus isn't like a punishment either. It's not a bad game. It's just outdated. Um, I didn't enjoy myself that much uh, playing it, um, just because it hasn't it hasn't really come very far. This is the fifth game, uh, you know, remastered. I don't even remember when it originally came out, um, and it's the fifth one in the series, and it still hasn't done much. So it's it's I don't know. It, it just feels like we got an outdated game that got reskinned, um, and uh, yeah, I can't really go higher than C minus. I'd give it a C, but like I don't know. It's just. There's nothing really to it. The UI, I didn't even mention this before, but the UI is all fucking clunky looking too. And everything's just so generic and like the fighting is so minimal. So I don't know. C minus. All right. Let us know in the comments what you guys think about Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Did you like it? Did you not like it? What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Who's your favorite character? I would say mine, but I don't remember any of their names um, anymore. So, um, yeah, let me know if you have an opinion on that in the comments below. Last game we played this month was the PS5 game. Um, that was the one that only came out on PS5, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Operation Tango, which if you didn't have a chance to play it, it is a two-player cooperative, you have to play with somebody, cooperative game where one person plays a spy on the ground, the other person plays a hacker, and the spy on the ground goes through locations Um essentially trying to figure out puzzles while the hacker also assists them. Well, they assist each other um, in getting through the locations via hacking um, from their end, but is not limited 
to just visual hacking stuff. There's actually like 3D environments and stuff you actually move through as the hacker as well. And there was a couple weird hacking things I had to do on my end. So the game does switch it up quite a bit, regardless if you play as the hacker or the spy. Um, you go through six missions. We know because we beat it. And uh, watch our full playthrough if you want. Uh, it was streamed a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, you go through the six missions. You're trying to stop some guy who has a bomb he's going to detonate. And uh, yeah, we both played it. And I'd like to know your opinion, impressions of uh, Operation Tango. Okay. Um, I think the game is a very neat uh, experience to go through. Um, they they definitely uh, were very creative on the different perspectives specifically about um, how to handle certain puzzles, how one person is in like first person in a 3D room while someone stares at a 2D screen with information on it and you have to try to convey that information back and forth. Um, yeah, something I missed kind of in my description is like you're not seeing each other's what you're doing. So like you ha it's a full on you're blind. For the other person. communication game yeah. it's first and foremost like you have to talk with each other to figure things out otherwise you're not progressing yeah and 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 to kind of add to that one of our first like communication hiccups was um i was in a 3d space and you were looking top down i believe mm -hmm. and uh that wasn't being conveyed between the two of us very well and so um it's never even brought up i was running around in 3d and i assumed you were looking at menus and then when we started talking we hadn't communicated that I was now looking at a top-down thing and you were in a 3D yeah, realm. So. It had completely changed. Yeah. And so like when, when I was describing my directions and stuff like that, his directions were completely different from mine. It I wasn't was making a, sense because I know you were in a yeah. 3D world. So. Um, so the game really, like you really have to like give information out. Um, Communicate everything. Yeah, so um, that may not be for everybody. And I'm not trying to do recommendations, but I, I, I do think that's... Um, Part of my impression, I immediately felt that when I was playing, I was like, "Ooh, this is this is for a specific type of person who can handle this kind of stuff." So, um, other than that, like I said, I do think they did a good job. Um, it is a very creative approach to to uh, a game. Um, the only thing I could think of that it reminded me of, and it kind of definitely has a similar mode towards the end, uh, is the uh, "Keep Talking or Everybody Explodes." I think it's called, um, which is a bomb defusal game. And it's similar to, uh, what's it called? We Were Here Together. It's a two-player cooperative um, escape room game. Similar to this. We okay. talk with each other. And I think there's another one that came out recently, too, where you're, like, in a castle. But so Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> I think overall I had a, a pretty decent time. Um, my, my biggest thing is this is definitely going to be a game that, first off, I don't think I could revisit because we've beaten it at this point, so I don't really see see any replayability in it the only way i could replay is if i played the hacker yeah and or i guess playing with another another person would i yeah. guess would change the experience too but me and you know the game now so we would know exactly how to communicate everything yeah at this point. Give, give us a huge edge uh yeah. it took us like you know a certain amount of time to beat it the first time the first level and then we switched characters and we beat it like in less than half that time yeah just because we we both had a perspective of yeah. what we had experienced on the other side so yeah, so there's not a lot of longevity to it, um, but it is a neat experience. Um, I'm glad I was able to do it. Uh, I don't know if I'm in love with it, but you know, I can see myself doing it from time to time. Uh, overall, I mean, I had a pretty all right time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'd have to be in the mood to ever play one again, 
knowing and experiencing this type of game now. So, Yeah. Um, I liked this game a lot more than I thought I would. But to be fair, before I played any of these games when they were announced, it was the one I was most interested in because it's the most out of my wheelhouse. I'd already played Star Wars. I've played Virtua Fighter in the past. Never played this game. Never even heard of it until it was announced for this. So jumping in when we finally played it, um, I ended up really enjoying myself. Um, it is a puzzle game, which typically isn't my speed, but it's a cooperative communication game, which is my speed. I, I'm, I really like games where I have to cooperate and work together. Um, and I like games where um, communication is very important. So that was really cool um, to kind of be going through these puzzles um, while we had to essentially work with each other to to figure them out together. Mm-hmm. It's not just me sitting here going like, eh, what the fuck do I do here? Um, the game visually is very minimal. Um, it's not the best looking thing in the world. Um, and the cutscenes I think, are done horribly. I, I wasn't even interested in watching them. Um, but yeah, it's all about the gameplay. Um, you know, going from one mission to another, uh, having whole new things to do in each mission was a lot of fun. They're very creative. I think every mission's completely different feeling, which is which is nice. There's only six of them, but depending on who you're playing with and how well you're, you know, getting things done, how quickly you're doing them, there's quite a bit of gameplay there. Um, and yeah, it's super varied. I mean, there's one mission where you're on a train and you're searching for people and the hacker's telling you information to find the person. And then you're on the train trying to find the person and look up their info via like social media and shit uh, to figure out um, you know, who they are and identify them, what they're on, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it turns into a situation where somebody's trying to like hunt you down on the train. So your hacker has to tell you where they're coming from and stuff. And then at the end, the train's like fucking gonna drive off the rails. It's going fast and shit or gonna explode or something like that. And uh, the spy has to go up into the engine room and like have to uh, stop it while the hacker's giving you all this information on what you gotta do here, what you gotta do there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of feels like a bomb um, defusal situation, yeah. but it was stressful. Um, a lot of fun to play. And there's other missions where you're just kind of like sneaking around like a corporation, like looking through files, having to schedule, uh, you know, visit times for certain um, employees that you're pretending to be so that the computer will even let you into the rooms and shit. Impossible-esque. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, towards the end, there's like a real bomb dispo- or diffusal that you have to do. And um, one, th- one of the missions that was kind of annoying is you're walking around this like, it almost looks like a Chinatown. And uh, there's, like, drones flying around stuff. Yeah. That one was very annoying. Um, wasn't a big fan of that one. It's probably my least favorite. And second to that is another one where the spy is standing in a room and the hacker is uh, in some kind of, like, VR headset next to you. And you're just, I hated that mission. As soon, yeah, well, the, the puzzles ramped the fuck up. The two missions before that were, like, fun. You had to kind of think or whatever. That one was, like... Okay, we're not fucking playing anymore, and you're like, and no communication on what to do. Yeah, so. it, it was it was it was kind of rough. So, um, but when we beat it, felt good. So that's that's the point. Um, yeah. So what I'm really trying to convey here is like there's there's a lot of uh, varied scenarios that you go through. They did a really good job on making it always feel. I was like, is this going to get repetitive? It doesn't. But I agree. I don't know if I can play this again. I would have to play with somebody who's never played it before. I would want to play the hacker this time um, because 40% of the gameplay is the person you're talking to. Yeah. Um, you know, there is stuff going on on screen, but it's pretty simple. Most of the time it's like, hit this button here, hit that button there, move this to this part. 
is does the red go to the green or does the green go to the blue? Like you got to figure that out. The gameplay is very minimal. It's all about getting information from each other, and that's the real challenge: is figuring shit out uh, through how well you you talk. So me and you playing again, although I would do it, I'd rather spend my time doing something else. So whether I'm playing a game with you or not, <laughs> just that game we've already done it. So, yeah. but if I played with you know somebody else, I, I think I could have fun with it again. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think it was a lot of fun. It's made me curious about playing other games in the genre. I've been curious about them, but now that I've gotten to play one through PlayStation Plus, I'm pretty sure I'm into the genre. So I'd like to check out some of the other ones that are um, always being recommended to me on Steam. Like, I'm always getting them. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. i got to find someone to play that with, which I don't think would be hard. But um, yeah, I, I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. It was a lot better. It's the one game of the three that even though it's pretty minimal too, it's only six missions, but it, it kind of owns that. It feels like like an indie game. So, um, yeah, I, I, I keep going. Uh, so anything else you'll say? Show me the recommendations. Um, I'll go if you like puzzle games, but more specifically cooperative puzzle games. Um, so even if you've never played a cooperative puzzle game, but you like puzzles and the idea of doing puzzles with somebody else is enticing to you, this game will definitely do it for you. If you like um, the the idea of like being in a spy scenario or a hacker scenario, that's not an action game. You might dig this because being the hacker, you are doing like computer centric hacking stuff. When you're the spy, you are doing like espionage type stuff, clandestine type stuff. Um, so if that kind of is like a, a thing that you're into, you might dig this. Um, I feel like problem solving, which goes with puzzles, but some people just like to like figure shit out. It doesn't have to be a puzzle, just like, you know, working on a car. I guess that could technically be a puzzle. Um, you, um, you'll probably dig this game. Uh, co-op games, communication games. If, if you've played a game before, like that bomb game or whatever, um, where it's just all about the communication, um, this game is that. That's what it's built for. So, yeah, I was actually going to say, um, intimate co-op experiences because yeah. uh, so, and I was actually going to use the example of a way out. So, well, it's funny cause that was the next thing I was going to say is if you like a way out or, um, it takes two, which I'm a big fan of. If you like the idea of hard co-op, mm-hmm. you have to play with somebody specifically just one other person. This is one of those games and it's good so far. Every fucking game I've played so far. that's like, you have to play with somebody else. Um, has been great. I think it allows you to realize an idea, though, when you well, just like when you make a single player game versus an open world uh, multiplayer game, mm-hmm. the way you construct your story, the way you tell it, the way you can figure out how to have scenarios happen mm-hmm. in the gameplay is a completely different fucking thing, for sure. And so, if you're going to go co-op, you either making a single player game that has co-op, we have someone join you in, you got to figure out how you make a single player into co-op. If you just go in going, this is a two player game, that's it. You can not, now start dreaming and creating scenarios just for that scenario, yeah. for those people. And so people who decide to just do that, they realize something that I'm not really getting from other games. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what one reason I really enjoy games like this, because I really like to weigh out when we played it. We also beat that. If you want to see that full playthrough, I'm currently playing It Takes Two. It's fucking dope. So, um, yeah, if you're into those kind of games, this is another one you should definitely check out for sure. Um, yeah. What do you got? I mean, that was my gut. Was just That's it. it. Yeah. Because um, he said the other one, which was puzzle games, because it is 100% a puzzle game. Stealth games. You don't sound very confident. And in that platforming. One. 
if you if you like those, but you're not going into this game just for that, but you like the idea of like avoiding falling off of uh, squares that are disappearing behind you that your partner is controlling, uh, or um, trying to avoid getting spotted by very perceptive drones. This has that. It's just as a stealth fan, I'm not gonna recommend this to my fellow stealth fans. Like, it's not. I didn't play for that, but it has it. Yeah. Also, I feel like like um, cartoony, but cyberpunk type stuff, futuristic stuff. It's got an aesthetic, although the the visual style is so minimal, so much like a car insurance commercial that like it's hard to really get anything out of it that that feels like I like this. So. The, the they don't sponsor us car insurance commercial yeah um who graded last time I think I did did you okay. yeah, yeah uh, doesn't matter uh, go ahead and grade it um, I'm gonna give it a B minus I do think um what it means to do it does well um it is a fun enough experience but uh the replayability factor is obviously kind of an issue in that and it is. I mean, honestly, it's super short. So um, I guess that depends on how well you you, you solve puzzles too. So I I, I, sh- I shouldn't necessarily <laughs> use that as a, a huge criteria. But um, yeah, overall though, for for me, I think the the only thing that that prevents it from going higher is I'm not a fan of the visual style. I do understand that some of that has to do with the fact that they're making a puzzle game, um, and that was their focus more than the the visual style. Um, and uh, I have to knock it a little bit for, at times, it was very unclear what to do. So, Yeah, but, the, and that is true, but uh, I think that's, I mean, that's by design for the I, most part. I would say, so there's, so there's a specific. There's, me- there's mechanical things. I think that's probably what you might be talking about that are not described. They're not, they're, you're not, um, what, what is it called? Um, you're introduced to new mechanics. It just expects you to figure that shit out. And that's not the stuff that you're supposed to convey because I'm just doing it on my end. So do you, the, the big example I have to give, which I is um, the one time where I was like, yeah, you, you guys didn't really do a good job on this. And, and that could, even if it was just me not maybe not catching something, you, you didn't put it in a position where I could catch it either. Um, was when you're doing the VR headset going down the the path uh, part, it branches into three paths every once in a while with numbers on each path. And uh, I can't think of a a single moment where it told me how to make that decision. And I experimented with it multiple times and failed it pretty much every time. So, Yeah, because there's no cost of failing, I don't think it's too big of a deal, but, and I get what you're saying, but I think like one of the examples I was trying to say is like a lot of it you fail because you're not communicating well, but sometimes it introduces you to um, a new task to do, but you've never done uh, mechanically a task like that before, and there is no like, use your left stick to move the dot, or uh, use X to do this. It just drops you in and then you fail it, and it's like, what the fuck was that? Um, so for instance, like when we're both hacking a door, it would have the dot that I had, uh, left and right and you had up and down and you have to communicate that cause it just shows two arrows on mine. It shows two arrows on yours. Sure. If we're not talking, it's not, it's not telling us, but it's just, it just starts. 
and it just throws your dot with the wind into the fucking wall. And it's just like, oh, no, it's like the third phase. Nah, I mean, it's really I mostly mean, just communication. I, I Yeah, I was going to say that is still at the very least portrayed in a way that I could communicate it as for the screen I'm talking about. There was no way like that uh, I could have, to, to my knowledge, there was no way for me to know what to do at that point. I don't know which, which part. I'm like you, you said it, but like when I don't remember it. when me and you both had to solve puzzles by communicating back and forth, like I was going down a green highway essentially with the VR headset on or whatever. That part was pretty janky, but um, we, we, that might be a failure on our part. Well, and like I said, every other puzzle in the game, every, every other one in the game at, was at, conveyed in a way that was was easy to eventually figure out either through realizing the information was on the other side, like you had it, or um, like in the case in that where like there are arrows that indicate you go left and right. It didn't tell you that directly, but by paying attention, mm-hmm. you'll notice that this, to my knowledge, just throws a bunch of numbers at you and gives you three paths. And I was completely missing whatever cue they were trying to throw at me every single time. I have a feeling if we watch like a YouTube video describing that, it would there would be a rhyme and reason to it that we didn't pick up on. Sure, but my whole point there is, and, and, and once again, I'm not grading it badly. I'm giving it a B minus. Yeah, well, I'm because, not arguing. Grade, yeah, grade whatever the fuck you want. There, Give it an F. If you there want. is, um, they could do a little bit better job of communicating how to play. Mm-hmm. I don't mind like figuring out puzzles, but if at a point where I feel like I'm just like completely stuck and the answer is not being portrayed to me in any way. Well, the thing that's talked about that scenario is not only the big challenge of the game is the communication, but we couldn't even get to the point of having the communication because both of our ends were not to, like really giving us clear like information yeah. what to even convey in the first place. And that one in particular was that's one of the only puzzles in the game. I still am not 100 percent sure I know what the fuck we did. Yeah, a lot of it we learned. And, and it was through trial and error or whatever, but there's still certain parts of it. I'm not exactly sure what the fuck was going on because there's those three th- tasks you had to do multiple times. Ooh, that's one thing we never talked about. Fucking navigating certain puzzles was bullshit. Oh, because the UI. UI is shit stick, sometimes. It's sticky. It's not always, but sometimes like you have a thing in the center, then you have a window to the right, a window to the left, and a window to the bottom left, and you have to use your stick to move to the window. And then when in, in the window, you have to use like triggers and stuff to go through uh, and then hit like A or, or not A, fuck one of my Xbox, uh, X or uh, square or whatever to do things in those windows. And I'm like, dude, th- if if your system that's on console would benefit from mouse and keyboard by so much, make a new UI. Yeah. Because this UI is sloppy. Yeah. There was, uh, I think it was specifically when we were on the train. Um, I had so many windows and you have to pick a window click on it which then allows the the movement to go into the window and then you have to move around again but then when on the fly i'd have to go around the window i'd have to like back out twice essentially mm-hmm. and then move yeah and it's, then an, it's annoying it's yeah. it's clunky feeling yeah it's not like a challenge of the game mm-hmm. it's just not great design yeah and the reason i remember that is because talking about that thing where on my screen i had three lines i saw you as a dot and you're going up and down it and I saw things coming behind you and things coming ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I had three windows that I had to like keep recharging our energy and shit with and just navigating. It was annoying. Yeah. Um, that wasn't a challenge necessarily. It was just fucking clunky and it, it didn't feel like a smooth experience. So yeah, I agree. With um, that. I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, because of, of, of room for improvement, I have to give it a B minus. Yeah. 
So. All right. Uh, I don't got a whole lot to say about it. I'm going to give a B. I'm going to give it a, a pretty strong B. I liked it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. does have problems, but it is a indie game, I assume. I don't think a big developer made this. Um, short, sweet, to the point. You can get some hours out of this. If you have someone to play with, um, it's a lot of fun. Otherwise, you're going to have to find somebody and send them a code. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's It was frustrating a lot, but most of the time that was by design. Sometimes it wasn't, like we just discussed. Uh, and um, yeah, it was way better than I thought it'd be. And I want to play more games like it. Hopefully, if they make another one, it's um, a little more interesting story wise. And um, they streamline the mechanics of it a little better. So it feels less like the game is possibly fucking you and more so that you can just take responsibility and go and eh, will we fuck that up mm-hmm. so because i don't i don't ever like falling back on that kind of stuff i don't it's hard for me to go well the game fucked me if i say that's typically there's something going on because i don't i'm not an excuse guy so um yeah that that ui was kind of fucked um it's like in battlefield 5 when my mm. when, when my shit wasn't working i was like I'm not trying to sound like, but like legit, my gun's just freezing up. It won't shoot. Yeah. Which is detrimental. But that was a different month, different game. And yeah. So B, B minus anything else. Mm-mm. All right. Let us know in the comments. Did you guys get a chance to play operation tango? Um, if you did, did you like it? Did you not like it? What'd you like about it? What didn't you like about it? If you didn't get to play it, uh, did you want to play it? Um, and if you uh, didn't get a chance to play it at all, go check out our playthrough where we played from beginning to end the whole game. Um, so you can get kind of an idea of what that game's like. And yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of uh, Plus Club for June. Um, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this uh I enjoyed this episode. Fuck, my brain is all over the place because it's hot as shit in here. Um, we have Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel for the liking, commenting, and sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new. And one last quick reminder that we will be reviewing Minecraft uh, early next week for Game of the Month. And Chevy, I believe, will be picking our Game of the Month for July. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, my name is Seth. This has been Chevy. Until the next episode of Game of the Month, have a good one, guys, and take it easy and stay hydrated.